Brought to you by BedroomBattlefields.com, this is the Tabletop Miniature Hobby Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Tabletop Miniature Hobby Podcast, it's Matthew with you here and on this episode we're going to talk about some terrain, specifically battle systems terrain. These kits have been on my radar for a few years now, I think I first heard of them through my good old pal Dan of Paint All The Minis, I'm sure there was an episode over there about battle systems back in the day. And I've always fancied picking up a box or two, but for one reason or another, I've just never got round to it. But recently, I've got right into Planet 28, and I was thinking that, you know, my sci-fi terrain collection, I don't have that much terrain in general, but specifically sci-fi terrain is something that I'm sorely lacking in as well. And one of the other things I feel I'm lacking in in the terrain department, if you like, is a sort of multi-level terrain, so... You know, if you look at the classic example, I know it's not sci-fi at all, but more time. You see people playing more time and it's very, you know, there's different levels. There's bridges, walkways, you know, miniatures are above other miniatures and, and below them and stuff like that. So this is something that I don't really have the option to do in any genre. But getting into Planet 28, there's a lot of very cool rules in there and a lot of great opportunities for scenarios and stuff like that that just had me itching for, you know, could could I get some terrain that's um, multi-level and has a bit of versatility as well. But then I've got the same problem that that most of us do have, you've no doubt got it yourself, and that's the, the problem of storage. When you get a lot of terrain, there's limited opportunities to tidy it away and to store it. And again, the battle systems stuff that we're going to talk about on this episode solves that problem because it's essentially flat packed. It's all cardboard. You could uh, put it all away. You could basically put it back in this small box that it comes in. And of course, cardboard terrain, it's it's not a new thing for us in this hobby, is it? I dare say many of you listening. I had the 40k terrain back in the day, you know, the wee corner ruins. That was a great set. And uh, the Epic Space Marine ones as well. Remember those skyscraper style buildings that you got in the box? And then, of course, when you look through the old White Dwarfs and there was the odd article on, you know, we're going to make a cottage out of cornflakes boxes. So a lot of us were obviously making cardboard terrain back in the day as well. So I was at the stage where I was pretty much sold on the battle systems terrain. I was um, basically going to dive in and get a couple of boxes, but I thought I'd reach out to the good folks there and just see if they'd be interested in making this more of an official review, if you like. So uh, they were very kind and generous to send me out a couple of boxes to take a look at. So big thanks to Battle Systems for sponsoring this episode. And it's worth saying, not that there's anything wrong with this strategy, but I, I don't do this a lot, if ever. I don't reach out to companies and and ask for free stuff so I could review it. Uh, There's a couple of big reasons for that. The main one is just time. Like I I would only want to take a proper look at something that I was actually interested in and was actually going to use, which is the case here. I wouldn't be interested in getting loads of stuff where, you know, I'd have to take my hobby time basically to 
to to look over and and properly review something that just wasn't going to use. So sorry, Games Workshop, I'm not interested in your Golden Space Marines if you're planning to send me out a box of those, eh, which I'm sure they're not. But eh, I'd only ever do this if it was kit that I was genuinely interested in. And this is the case here with battle systems. So let's dig into it then. Let's talk about, first and foremost, what I actually got from them. It was two boxes, one was called the Frontier Core Set, the other was called the Art Deco High Rise. So the Frontier Core Set, this is very much in the sci-fi vein, you know, perfect for games of Necromunda, games of Stargrave, Planet 28 I've mentioned already, Rogue Planet, anything like that at all, this is absolutely perfect for it. And it contains 329 different pieces and a 2 foot by 2 foot neoprene mat as well. Uh, the Art Deco High Rise, that's more for the sort of urban apocalypse genre, so games of Walking Dead and stuff like that, but, you know, the world's your oyster with, with Wargaming, isn't it? So there's plenty of scenarios I could think of where I'm going to get a lot of use out of this as well, but more of your sort of contemporary setting, you know, high rise flats and stuff, car parks and... Um, so a lot of cool opportunities with that as well. I think it's 190 pieces in there, so smaller, but still a tre- tremendous amount of terrain in the boxes. So like I say, everything's flat packed when you take it out the boxes. Uh, I was having a good look at all the, the really stunning visuals and artwork on these bits of card and you just push them out basically and start building them. I did find it a bit intimidating at first, I must admit, you know, just seeing all that stuff unbuilt so I was uh, I was thinking Christ this is going to be a task and a half but started popping a few walls out and stuff like that and um, you know figuring out how they kind of fit together you get these wee plastic clips again lots of versatility here and you know once I got started once I'd like joined a few walls together and started to build this wee structure I actually fell into a bit of a you know, the zone, I found it quite therapeutic. It was almost like doing a, a, a massive 3D jigsaw. So again, so many layers to this hobby, even like building something like this, you know, can be as relaxing as, as sitting painting a miniature or whatever else, you know, chills you out after a hard day at your work. So aye, like a big 3D jigsaw is how I would, how I would describe that. The mat quality I describe as fine, you know, it's it's decent enough. I'm just I'm used to the, the very sort of high end top of the range mats that I've got from gamemat.eu. But I think the reason that this mat, you know, isn't quite of that quality. I'm no expert on neoprene mats, but it's it's sort of thinner and uh, you know, it looks like it maybe needs a wee bit of an iron, but I think it's um because it's basically they, they have to fold it up to get it in the box, whereas the the game mat mats are always rolled up, you know, because uh, well, they're not trying to get them in a tiny box with loads of cardboard. So, um, like I say, not a deal breaker at all. It's still a very good wee mat and one I'm sure I'll get a lot of use out of it as well. I talked a bit about the artwork, like the designs on the cardboard are spectacular. The attention to detail is amazing. There's just, there's so much going on. It's like, it's almost telling a wee story of itself when you start looking around it and it gets the imagination flowing for what you want to build and, uh, you know, where, where you want your miniatures to be playing and, you know, you're creating a sandbox for your next game. All the cards double-sided as well, so if you're like me and not very good at following instructions or doing things properly, it's it's very forgiving because you can't end up with stuff the wrong way around. It's all double-sided. I do that, you know, I'm referencing Ikea in the title of this episode and the flat pack thing. If I ever build any furniture or that, it is guaranteed that I'll have something like the wrong way around at some point and I'll have to dismantle it all 
and or just ask my wife to do it because she's much better at it than I am. If you're in the market for a t-shirt, mug, sticker or magnet with Goblin Green bases written on it, then today is your lucky day. We've teamed up with Tee Public to create a merch store for the podcast, which you could visit by going to bedroombattlefields.com forward slash store. So go and get yourself some Goblin Green Bases branded merch today and bonus points if you send in a photo of you being escorted out of your local games workshop. That's bedroombattlefields.com slash store. And now, back to the show. But yeah, putting this stuff up, like I just, uh, there is box art, um, but no instructions on how to build that. And to be honest, it, it looked uh, looked a bit above my pay grade at the moment with my limited experience, but I just started freestyling it and it kind of got me thinking about, you know, you, you could you could look at an analogy of fiction writers. Some fiction writers, they, they have a meticulous plan before they start writing anything. They know exactly what's going to happen. Uh, whereas, you know, other writers will just start with a rough idea and go for it and see what happens. So it's very much like this with the battle systems terrain. You could really thoroughly plan it out and, and build it, or you could just go for it. You could just start sticking stuff together and see what happens. And certainly that's what I was doing first time round. Uh, and that's kind of what I would relate to a bit more. But I'd imagine like the more you use this stuff, the more you get to know everything that's in the box, all the different walls, all the different components, you probably would get to the stage where you would start to, to tentatively plan structures because you would know, you know, I could build this, I could have that, I could have this going up here and, you know, I could create this little area. So I think it's just a case that the more you use it, the more likely you are to, to maybe plan out a, a certain structure or layout rather than just winging it. And it got me thinking as well, you know, a quick tangent here, but um, some episodes ago I talked about the 2D neoprene terrain that I've got and how I really like that and the use cases for it. And this is like the polar opposite, you know, this is properly 3D and it's just one of the great things about the hobby. Again, you've got so many different options, so many different ways to do things, no right or wrong way, just what works for you. And, you know, everything's available, everything's an option and it's just about picking the tools for the, you know, the next job or the next game if you like. So I'd been building this uh, this sort of structure, this sci-fi structure, using the walls, railings, stairways, ladders and stuff like that. There is a lot of scatter terrain as well in the kits. I, I'll admit, you know, I'm, I'm less uh, taken with that. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Like scatter terrain is not something I've really struggled for anyway. And when I tried to build some of the scatter terrain in here, I, I didn't do a great job with it, I found some of the parts a wee bit fiddly, and that's mixed with basically my own incompetence as well. I'm just generally not very good at anything, so uh, I was popping out, you know, wee chairs and wee bits of scatter terrain. I wasn't, I wasn't doing a brilliant job at building them, so I'm not really. I, I don't think I'm going to get a lot of use out of that uh, part of the kit. But I mean, that wasn't why I wanted it anyway. I wanted it for the big stuff, you know, the platforms, the walkways, the walls. So I'm I'm really chuffed with all of that. So it's not like, you know, it's a deal breaker, the fact that I don't see myself using the scatter terrain as much. And yeah, like I say, this is this is quite literally going to take my games to another level because I'm going to have other levels for the miniatures to, to play on. So, you know, before it's always been ground level stuff. I've got a lot of good terrain that they could navigate around, but they couldn't really get up on anything. They couldn't climb, they couldn't duck. So it's um it's just going to give me a whole load of other opportunities to play. Like I said at the start, you know, games like Planet 28, where there's 
just so much potential for narrative as well. And I've joked in the past about terrain, you know, you, you have a limited, you generally have a limited terrain collection because of storage. And I've mentioned in the past about the fact that we tend to fight around the same three farmhouses. You know, we've got these two or three buildings that always get on the table. So this is just a brilliant opportunity to totally mix it up because it's so limitless. Like you could set up a different thing every time. There's just so much variety. It'd be impossible for, for you and I to sit down with one of these kits and come up with something that was even remotely similar to the other person. It's worth saying that uh, although this is a sci-fi kit that I've got here and a sort of urban apocalypse kit, there's a lot of great looking fantasy stuff on the Battle Systems website too. So again, you're, you're not limited to, to ray guns and lasers and stuff like that. You could do your sword and sorcery stuff with Battle Systems as well. So let's do a quick recap then, a quick pros and cons recap. So the three big pros for me... Uh, number one, storage takes up very little room. So it's flat packed. And, uh, you know, I, again, I've, I've compared it to Ikea. The main difference is, you know, you don't build your Ikea wardrobe and then fold it away and put it back in the box at night, do you? But this stuff, you can, uh, you know, you could completely take it down and you could get it in this this little box. Should I measure the box? Is that overkill? Probably not. I've got my tape measure here, so... 23 centimetres by 30 centimetres on that sci-fi uh, Frontier Core set box. So that's that's tiny. You know, if you've just got a wee shelf that you keep some some uh, box games on, that'll fit perfectly on there. And, you know, when you're building it, you're not limited to, obviously, the, the 2 by 2 mat as well. You could use another mat. You could use no mat at all. So you could really spread this out if you wanted. You know, if you had a, a massive table, you could... You could um, you could create something that's more sprawling than sort of built up the way, which is mainly what I'm looking to do with it. So yeah, storage that's the the main pro for me is that I could put this away and it's it's got pretty much no footprint at all. Uh, another pro for me, another big pro is the limitless build options. Again, the, the three farmhouses situation is never going to happen with this terrain. It's just, it's so versatile, so flexible. You could do so much with it. You're never ever going to get bored or run out of different options. Your games are never going to get stale because you feel like you're just revisiting the same locations again and again. Uh, finally, it just it looks brilliant. It looks really, really good. You know, it's cardboard, that, and that sounds like I'm talking it down, but, you know, it's it's a tremendous use of the medium. The artwork on it is, uh, you know, it's visually captivating. Like I say, it's almost telling wee stories of its own, and it just creates such a, a visually appealing aesthetic and, and setting for your games. So it looks really, really good. Couple of downsides, like this is this is anything but a time saver. Like this is going to add uh, a fair amount of time onto your setup or whatever, or onto your hobby time in general. You know, it's not it's not a quick get out the box, get fired up. Maybe there are, are folk out there that have got really fast and competent at it. Maybe that comes over time, I dare say. But you know, for me, this is this is going to add a good hour and a bit onto my setup time. I don't mind that because, like I say, I, I actually quite enjoyed doing it. Just another wee niche in the hobby I suppose but it's not a time saver at all you know if, if time is your biggest issue and storage isn't then this probably isn't for you uh, and another downside as well another con I suppose is easily damaged again cardboard it's, it's sensitive the, the cardboard is sturdy enough there's very little uh, flaws when I was taking stuff out the box a couple of the wee chairs in that they did you know they were kind of scuffed or peeled just tiny wee tiny wee blemishes here and there but in the main 
you know, it was pretty flawless, but you could see how it, it could be easily damaged. You, you're using the wee clips to push them together. You know, that's inevitably going to create some wear and tear over time. And uh, yeah, there's there's all sorts of ways car- cardboard could be damaged, isn't there? So you just need to, you know, we hobbyists, we look after our gear, at least most of us do. And this is going to need a, a special amount of TLC if you want to keep it in good nick and have it working for you years into the future as well. So that's Battle Systems Terrain, that's the Art Deco High-Rise and the Frontier Core Set. So the Frontier Core Set, you'll get that brand new for about £85. The Art Deco High-Rise, you'll get that brand new for about £38. And if you want to visit the Battle Systems website to check out everything that they've got, you know, their full range of products, go to bedroombattlefields.com forward slash battle systems. That's all one word, battle systems. So a big thanks once again to Battle Systems for sponsoring this episode of the Tabletop Miniature Hobby Podcast. Like I said at the start, I only do episodes like this because I know or I hope that they'll be interesting to you as well. You know, this isn't an advert. This is me getting something that I'm genuinely enthused about and something that I'm going to use a lot of. And I know a lot of you out there are in the same boat as well in terms of the kind of terrain that would fit with your storage space and the kind of games that we're playing as well. Alright, that's just about it for this episode of the Tabletop Miniature Hobby Podcast. Make sure you're following or subscribed on your listening app of choice because you won't want to miss the next episode where I'm reviewing the Stormcast Eternals. Thank you very much. (laughs) 